morning, God's Word comes to us from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 12. We are going to read just a portion of this chapter. We'll begin our reading at verse 13 and read through verse 23. Proverbs 12, beginning at verse 13. What we hear now is God's word. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. From the fruit of his mouth a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence but a false witness utters deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. I invite you to turn to the back of your Psalter hymnals to page 55 in the back section. And this morning we look at Lord's Day 43 and question and answer 112. I will read the question. You may respond together with the answer. From page 55, question 112. What is God's will for us in the ninth commandment? God's will is that I never give false testimony against anyone. Twist no one's words, not gossip or slander, nor join in condemning anyone without a hearing or without a just cause. Rather, in court and everywhere else, I should avoid lying and deceit of every kind. These are devices the devil himself uses, and they would call down on me God's intense anger. I should love the truth, speak it candidly, and openly acknowledge it. And I should do what I can to guard and advance my neighbor's good name. As we move forward in our study of the law of God, this morning we come to the ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And I think we have a tendency, as we think about God's law, to minimize the law. Sometimes we will minimize the scope of the law. We saw this as we looked at the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. And it's very easy for us to focus very narrowly on that one particular act 
rather than recognizing the commandment deals with that which is in our heart, the root of murder, envy and anger and hatred. We tend to minimize the scope of the command. We might do the same with the seventh commandment, do not commit adultery. But we saw there, it's not only a particular act, but God condemns all unchastity. It's easy for us to minimize the scope of the commandments. I think with the ninth commandment, we have a different tendency. Not so much to minimize the scope of the command, but to minimize the seriousness of the command. You shall not bear false witness. Well, we're not talking about killing. We're not talking about committing adultery. We're talking about shading the truth. We're talking about little white lies. And we tend to minimize the seriousness of this command of God. We must remind ourselves that every commandment was given for our blessing. Every commandment was given to us to encourage us in our walk with God, and particularly for us as believers. Keeping the law is our response of gratitude to God. We don't want to minimize that. We want to do all we can to walk in a way that is pleasing to God because of what He has done for us. Because He has given us the gift of salvation. Every command is for our blessing. Every command we must take seriously. This morning, we look at a text from the book of Proverbs. I, I love the book of Proverbs. It is so uh, practical it is so picturesque. Uh, Proverbs sets out uh, the distinction between the way of the wise and the way of the foolish. Now, it's easy for us to, to maybe misunderstand. Uh, it's not the ways of those who are smart and those who are not smart. There can be smart people who are wise. There can be smart people who are foolish and the other way around. It is the way of wisdom versus the way of folly. The way of wisdom is that which follows after the way of God. The way of folly rejects the way of God and goes its own way. So we see this, 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 this contrast given to us throughout the book. The way of wisdom, God's way, the way of folly outside of God's way. Proverbs Proverbs talks about the way things tend to go. So it's a very practical book. The way things tend to go in life. Proverbs doesn't necessarily give us ironclad guarantees. This is the way things will go, but this is the way things tend to go. When you follow after God, when you walk in the way of wisdom, things tend to go better. When you go your own way and reject the way of God, things tend to go worse. The way things tend to go, it is better to walk in the way of wisdom. And many of the Proverbs talk about the things that we say. Because the way we talk will be evidence of whether we are following the path of wisdom or the path of folly. Our speech must betray what's in our heart, a desire to follow after God. So we come to, to this text and we look at, uh, at verse 18. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue 
of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. What is it to speak with the tongue of the wise? And how does that, how does that fit into the law? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, when God gives us this law, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, he is, he is calling us to recognize that there is a standard of truth and falsehood. As I've said a number of times when we studied the law, the law is very much countercultural. And that, that understanding that there is truth and falsehood is in many ways countercultural. We live in an era of relativism. And truth is really up for grabs. What may be true for you may not necessarily be true for me, and vice versa. We simply have different perspectives on reality. And you pick the truth that best suits you. When God says you will not bear false witness, He is giving us a standard that there is truth and there is falsehood. God gives us that standard because He Himself is truth. Truth is the nature of God. When Jesus comes, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. God is the truth. God sets eternal standards for truth. There is truth and there is falsehood. And they are absolute. Because God is truth. And if the unbeliever is honest... They have to come to one of two conclusions. Either they must say there is absolutely no standard, there can be no hope of truth anywhere, or they must come to say, yes, there is a standard and it must be divine. And the unbeliever is pushed. He must either say everything is up for grabs, we can't know anything. Or he must say, ultimately, there must be a standard, and that standard must be beyond humanity. God himself is truth. God is a God who speaks truth. Children, God's word is true. When we read the Bible, you can be absolutely sure what we are reading is true. God's word is true. It is always true. God's word contains no errors. It is perfect because it's a reflection of who he is. God is a God who is the truth. He's a God who speaks the truth, an eternal truth. A word that speaks to us still today, an abiding standard. We can know truth and falsehood because God has given us an abiding standard for truth. To know truth is to know the word of God. The unbeliever, as he tries to seek for truth in the world around him, only sees partially he will never truly know what the nature of reality is until he sees it in the light of God's holy word. The believer can know. The believer can know because, because that word of God helps him to see clearly, to see properly the world around him. God is a God who is the truth. God is a God who speaks the truth. God is a God who loves the truth. In fact, God loves the truth so much 
that he is the God who punishes the lie and punishes the liar. Look at verse 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. An abomination. They're not a, something that he's mildly miffed at. They're not a small inconvenience. Lying lips are an abomination. For they fly in the face of who God is. A God who is the truth. A God who speaks the truth. A God who loves the truth. Earlier in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6, we read that there are uh, six things the Lord hates. Seven things are an abomination to Him. And in that list of seven, there is a lying tongue, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. God hates the lie because He loves the truth. And even in the, the final book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 21 we hear these words there as I begin reading at verse 5. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, the second death. Those who are liars will burn in the lake of fire. God takes truth very, very seriously. Truth is a revelation of His character. To reject truth is to reject the very nature of God. God is a righteous God who has given us a righteous standard. He is the truth, He speaks the truth, and He loves the truth. And so our confession when talking about the ninth commandment really is very, very simple and straightforward. It says there are things that we are not to do and things that we are to do. We read that I should avoid lying and deceit of every kind. I am to avoid lying and deceit. Why, he says. These are the devices the devil himself uses. And they would call down on me God's intense anger. When we speak the truth, we are speaking the language of God. A God who is the truth, speaks the truth, loves the truth. When we speak the truth, we are speaking God's language. What is it, children, if we are speaking the lie? Well, Jesus tells us that. He tells us that in the book of John. In John chapter 8, we read there, Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I came down from God and I am here. I, can, I, cannot, I came not of my own accord, but He sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot hear my words. You are of your Father, the devil, and your will 
is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks, he speaks out of his own character for he is a liar and the father of lies. When we speak the truth, we speak like God. When we speak the lie, we are speaking the language of the devil himself. He is a liar. He is the father of lies and has been from the beginning. We are to avoid anything that is false, lest we speak the language of the devil. This speaks to the things that I say in our, in our, uh, our, uh, our chapter. Verse 17, whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. Deceit, the language of the devil. Kids, we don't want to take the devil's language on our lips. We don't want to speak as if he were our father. We want to speak the truth. We're to avoid the lie, avoid the deceit in every way. Because Proverbs speaks about the way things tend to go. Look back at verse 13. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. When we lie, when we deceive, when we bear false witness, we, we are ensnared by what we say. And perhaps you know what that's like. Because if we lie, we have to remember the lie that we told. If we tell our parents, hey, I'm going to to so-and-so's house this night, and we really intend to go someplace else, we lie to them, we deceive them, we bear false witness. And perhaps they call up so-and-so just to check on us, and now we're not there. Now we have to make up another lie to cover the first lie. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips. And we have to make up lie upon lie upon lie and try to remember them all and becomes a downward spiral. A spiral that leads to more lying. We are to avoid this falsehood, avoid this this deceit of any kind, lest we be caught in that spiral, caught in that web and brought down. This this speaks to what I say. It it speaks to to what I choose not to say. Notice our confession. It says, God's will is I never give false testimony against anyone. Twist no one's word, not gossip or slander, nor join in condemning anyone without a hearing or a just cause. We are not to be involved in gossip or slander, or condemning anyone without a just cause. Our text says in verse 18, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. Harsh words hurt. We must be careful what we say. There are times when it's better not to speak because our words can be harsh, like the thrust of a sword. A sword is sharp. A sword can do damage. Even, even just the tip of a sword can leave a wound. So are harmful words. We're not to be involved in slander or gossip. Slander 
is saying something which is not true about someone else. And that certainly violates the command. We're bearing false witness. We may not slander, say something untrue about someone else. Gossip is a little different. Gossip is not really to speak an untruth. It is to speak the truth that we know, but in a way that will not be helpful. To pass along something which is true but without the intent of helping that person. We're not to be involved in slander, saying that which is false. We're not to be involved in gossip, saying that which is true when it is unnecessary. Look at verse 23. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. The wise one knows when not to speak. If he has heard something which is false, he must certainly not pass that on. Even if he has heard something which is true, the prudent man conceals knowledge because he knows passing that on will not be helpful. And this truth is still, still for us today. Perhaps sometimes we hear some wonderful uh, piece of gossip and we are desirous of passing that along. When that happens, uh, obviously the first thing we must do is verify the truth of the statement. And that is best done by talking to the person about which we heard this piece of gossip. It's, it's always better to talk to someone rather than about someone. And so we speak to them. Our, our confession about God's will and the ninth commandment, it says this, I should do what I can to guard and advance my neighbor's good name. So I'm, even if it's a true statement, I'm not going to pass it along unless it will be helpful. And if it's a false statement, I certainly don't want to pass it along. And in fact, if someone speaks to us something which is false, and we confirm with the person about whom we've heard this thing that it is false, we should go back to the one that told us and say, I'm saying to you in love, um, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. We are bearing false witness if we pass that along. We have to avoid falsehood, deceit of every kind. This is God's will for us in the ninth commandment. Not only avoid what is false, but we are to love that which is true. We are to love what God loves. Again, from our confession. I should love the truth, speak it candidly, and openly acknowledge it. Love the truth. From our text this morning, verse 18 the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. The tongue of the wise brings healing. The wise who follow after God's ways, the wise who speak the truth in love, Speaking the truth can heal relationships. Falsehood is only going to tear relationships down. Speaking the truth can bring reconciliation, even, even to old wounds. When the truth is brought to bear, 
When we submit ourselves to the truth of God, it is that which heals. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Wise words we read, the truthful lips endure forever. Want to make a difference? Want to have an impact beyond this life? Truthful lips endure forever. Speaking the lie doesn't last. Speaking the lie comes to nothing, but speaking the truth, the truth will endure. Our words matter. What we say makes a difference, and if we desire to make a difference, we must be sure we are speaking the truth and speaking the truth in love. And again from verse 20, deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. We have joy in our life. We have peace in our life. It's the way things tend to go. Again, that's the nature of Proverbs, not an ironclad guarantee. The way things tend to go. When we walk in the truth, when we love the truth, when we live by the truth, when we speak the truth. And that should be no surprise to us. No surprise that, that when we follow the law of God, things tend to go better. That's one reason God has given us his law, to lay before us the path of truth, the path of peace. This is the way to walk. And while it's not an ironclad, ironclad guarantee we'll never face hardship, things tend to go better when we walk in the light of the law of God. Children, things tend to go better when you obey God's law. That's the way God has orchestrated things. That's why he's given us his law, to teach us how we should live. We read that no evil befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Not an ironclad guarantee, but certainly the way things tend to go when we walk in the light of God's law. The tongue of the wise brings healing. God is a God of truth, a God who speaks truth, a God who loves truth, a God who is truth. And the tongue of the wise can bring healing. That certainly relates to us. But beyond that, we think of the God who has spoken to us. God's tongue, God's word brings healing. If this is true for us, it is most certainly true for him. We reflect what he does. God comes to us with the truth of the gospel. The certainty that for all who confess their sins, we will not simply be healed, we'll be given new life. This is what God does for us. The tongue of the wise brings healing. It brings life. God's knowledge, God's, God's wisdom teach us how we might live. True healing. True healing of our deepest hurt, being dead in transgressions and sins. The wise one. The wise one knows God, listens to God, and follows God. And God calls us this morning. Calls us to, re to, to reject the way of the devil, to reject the way of falsehood, and to hear his voice and know life. To hear his voice, to embrace Jesus Christ, to, to confess our sins, to be given new life in him. To have true healing as a child of God. This, this call of the gospel goes to all. To all who would hear the word, who would hear God's voice, he does not bear false witness. He speaks the truth. He loves the truth. He is the truth. The commandment calls us not only to speak God's truth as the tongue of the wise, 
but to hear God's truth, which comes from the all-wise, the almighty, the omnipotent, our wise God and Father, who calls us to embrace His Son, Jesus Christ, to know the forgiveness of our sins, and to walk in the path of the truth. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we acknowledge you as the one and only true God. You are the God who has given us a righteous standard of truth. For you yourself are truth. It is your very nature, your character. Thank you, O God, for speaking to us truthfully, giving us your word, an abiding word, a word which is always true. And thank you for the promises of the gospel, that for all who hear your voice, for all who embrace Jesus Christ, we can have true life with you. Lord God, may that glorious truth be reflected in our lives. Help us to avoid what is false. Help us to speak the truth in love. Help us to do all we can to guard and advance our neighbor's good name. For this, O oh God, will show our love and our devotion, not to them, our devotion unto you. Help us to walk in your ways. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.